um, my big question for you, Erica, is, you know, is it better to invest and focus in one platform, you know, or certain audience or, you know, depending on your budget, you know, spread it across all platforms? I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of front and center platforms, but others are, you know, new ones are constantly emerging, you know, where, you know, where do you start and how do you choose and what do you invest in? Yeah, yeah, those are all good questions and things that um, I think social media managers and directors and VPs are all asking themselves every single day. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so that's that's a loaded one and that's a lot. But um, when you start to think about what your goals are and who your target audience is, you want to understand where those people are engaging. So for some brands, it's going to be a varied approach. And maybe they are like this diagram on Facebook and TikTok and Twitter and LinkedIn and Pinterest. They're all of those places. Um, but I think it's important for you to take a step back and say, where is your target most active? Where are they most likely to engage? So maybe you do continue a strategy that has all those components and parts and pieces, but you spend 80% of your time on meta properties and TikTok or on LinkedIn because you're more focused on professionals. So really understanding who that audience is and then aligning the platforms that make the most sense for where that audience is engaging is very important. So it's not a one size fits all. It's not always best to just do a complete blanket approach. Um, it really it really takes time, consideration, learning, data, tracking, understanding to see where it's going to be the most effective, because as many of us marketers know, and especially in the economy and everything that's going on right now, budgets are not endless. Um, as much as we would love to be able to, you know, utilize every creative whim and go all out everywhere that we can. That's not often the case. Very, very few of us have, um, you know carte blanche can go and do whatever we like everywhere we want to be. So being strategic and thinking about what those goals are and what where those audiences are engaging is really important. So if you're thinking about trying to raise awareness, maybe you do hit things over the head in more broad strokes. But um, when you're thinking about the consideration and conversion, you may use different tactics. And do you find one platform is better than another like is pinterest better for awareness versus facebook being ready for better for conversion you know in your experience you know do you have a favorite platform you know for one or the other or you know and by favorite i mean you've seen you know measured success you know with that platform and in, in achieving x y or z you know or you know, again, it just depends on the product. I mean, you've worked at very different retailers from mm -hmm. Anthropology to American Eagle to Purple. Those are really very, very different retailers. The, the products are very different. Obviously, American Eagle was about, you know, customer re-engagement and repurchase. Purple is a you know, a big uh, luxury um, item. My daughter has a purple mattress, so I know what those things cost. And those are very different. And so, you know, do you have different approaches, you know, in these platforms and audiences based on kind of what you're trying to achieve? Do you have a favorite? Um, yeah. So I was just leaning over to reach for, this is called a squishy. And so this um, is what the purple beds are actually made of, and it's part of the material. 
Um, and the squishy blew up on TikTok. And so people were obsessed with it and, you know, have incorporated it into various things. And so when we talk about the differences by brand and the different, you know, uh, platforms that you're leveraging, TikTok was hugely successful for Purple and, and saw great engagement and drove a lot of awareness and helped with the growth of the brand. Um, Purple also had kind of a sophomoric humor and, and, you know, a brand that was funny and very slapstick and that helped gain traction and attention for the brand initially. Um, but then as Purple was thinking about strategies of how we're going to evolve, it had to really think about becoming a premium brand and where to move to. And so I think it is really specific to the brand and what your goals are. When you're looking for that large scale awareness, it also ties into what your budget is and how much you have to spend because um, there can be apprehension or stress sometimes around awareness campaigns because you don't see them convert immediately, especially with these higher priced items like a purple mattress. You may see, um, awareness plays play out much better for American Eagle or Aerie um, because people will make a $20 purchase on a whim, but not likely a four or $5,000 purchase just on a whim. So uh, I think you have to be very considerate on what your product is and what you're promoting. Wow. I can't believe that kind of blew up on TikTok. I would have, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought TikTok would be you know, like the platform of choice for a luxury brand, you know, or a right. high price item like that. But you know what, my daughter was the one who really said, I really want to get a purple mattress. We were, we were moving and I bet she saw it on TikTok. You know, I mean, it didn't, that didn't even occur to me. I was like, how do you even know about this? So, and yeah. we went to the mattress store and tried it out and we're like, wow, it is what they kind of say, you know, yeah. in facial. Yeah. Yeah. Brands that I've worked with have seen much more success on Instagram and yeah. leveraging influencers. So I think it really is, um, you know, one of the things that we've talked about and what would be our next thing is, is creating that custom content and testing. And so getting to that kind of step four element. That's great. Thank you for that segue. <laughs> Link. Um, you know, I wanted to ask, you know, as we talk a move to step four, you know, about creating custom content and testing, let's start with creating custom, you know, content. Do you do this in-house, you know, with social? Do you do this with an agency? You know, like who who is best to create the content? Yeah, so the brands that I've worked for have taken varied approaches. Um, I've also done some consulting in the past and, and seen different makeups and different setups. And so sometimes it is a social media manager using Canva and creating content that way. Sometimes it is a creative team that, and it's very curated and very specific and everything has to go through every single brand standard. So I, I've definitely seen it be varied. Um, agencies can uh, offer tremendous assistance to small teams. That's for sure. I've seen that in my career as well, where, you know, maybe you're short staff, so you do need to lean on an agency for creative to assist. Um, so it really depends on what your department size and structure setup is. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, you know, and also in terms of test, 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 you know, at, at Porch, again, that's a huge um, you know, you know, Porch is a little bit different media network than some of the others the who can really just e execute programmatic, you know, or I guess social digital type um, 
media. You know, Porch can also leverage um, executing direct mail and CTV and so on and so forth. But again, their big thing is test and learn, um, run it through, and they actually have a really nice um, measurement platform, you know, so that you can measure your testing and whatnot, which is really, really amazing. Um, on here, on number four, when you say leverage influencers and mm -hmm. you see where appropriate, um, mm -hmm. you know, how do you, how do you find your influencers? Do they find you? Do you find them? You know, when you're trying to test out these influencers or content with the influencers, you know, how do you leverage into that? How do you leverage or, or really curate that influencer strategy as part of your overall social media strategy? Yeah, so most places will have um, an influencer platform uh, that they leverage and that they utilize that people can apply in, or you can go out and seek and search for influencers that are available. So um, it's a tool that you use. The one most recently that I had used was Maverick, um, and you can basically go in and search on pretty much anything that you're interested in, and it can bring up an influencer that that has it on their profile and that is ready and willing to talk about it. So um, the influencer piece has become very easy nowadays to find. If you don't have a platform and aren't paying for a platform currently, then you can look and, and see who's engaging with your products and monitor their followers on, on your own. Um, but it definitely makes it easier if you're leveraging a platform. What, what, do you, what would you say is your best advice for brands in terms of using influencers because you've heard the horror stories about you know so-and-so becomes an influencer and then they have you know something um criminal or untoward happen to them and and they have to be dropped yeah so yeah um so you want to move forward cautiously you know anytime that you're putting your brand in someone else's hands you want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence so um, you, you can't just use a platform. You have to really get into their feed and look at them and, and it's, it's developing trust and, and trying to get to that understanding of, am I comfortable with this person and whether it's a micro influencer or it's a macro influencer. So someone on a smaller scale or a larger scale, you have to do the same due diligence and do a deep dive to understand who they are, what they stand for, looking at their feed history, looking outside of feeds in general Google search, you know, anything that any skeletons in the closet that you can pull out in advance, uh, you definitely want to do and, you know, potentially avoid then engaging with that person. Yeah, I love this is almost like its own and creating custom content and testing. It's almost like its own five strategies, you know, in yeah. this one, even though it's so important. But this is obviously where the bulk of the work is when you're actually ready to execute your strategy, obviously tailoring the content to your audiences. And you have to be selective, right? We can't make content for every single audience. We have to really choose wisely, again, people, time, and money to create content and so on and so forth. And then I love number two, when you're developing your strategy, you visualize it, put it on a calendar, prioritize um, your testing, because again, not all things are the same. And when I was leading teams, you know, we started to get into all this minutia of mm. testing, Erica, and, and you're like, well, how much results, you know, might this audience prove if it's, you know, this teeny tiny? Well, for some brands, like really that hyper-targeted audience, you know, is a place to start. But, you know, for the most part, you know, 
I love this element of visualizing it, putting it on a calendar, having prioritization. You can't do everything at once. So really then having that lead into, you know, creating your formats um, to keep your audience interested. Tell mm -hmm. me a little bit about some of the different kinds of formats to invest in when you're creating your strategy. Well, before I jump to that, I do want to just highlight one of the things that you said that I think is so important that it's a point that's not missed is that it's important to test and learn, but it's not just testing your creative. It's also testing those audiences. Um, I think a lot of times when people hear test and learn, and especially in the social space, they immediately think we're testing content, we're testing imagery, we're testing the visual components, the audience oftentimes can have a much larger impact as compared to the creative when you see those variations because you're still going to stay within your brand standards with whatever creative you're testing mm -hmm. so i think it's important just to kind of highlight that piece of it that those different audience selections can have tremendous impact in your testing so that targeting piece you want to be testing as well as the creative mm -hmm.